0: Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. The refining pot is for silver, and the furnace for gold. But the Lord trieth the hearts. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 3. Silver is refined in a pot requiring temperatures of over 1,700 degrees Fahrenheit. Gold takes even more heat, requiring a furnace with temperatures of over 1,900 degrees Fahrenheit. Yet the heart of man requires an even hotter fire to purify it. In Matthew chapter 3, verse 11, we read the words of John the Baptist. He says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge the threshing floors and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will also burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. So in this, we see that Jesus comes to bring to us the Holy Spirit, but not just for gifts and blessings. It comes to bring a cleansing process to equip us to endure a fire that is coming. And it is coming for the purpose of purification of the body. So what exactly is this great fire that the Holy Spirit will use to refine you if you choose to follow his leading and allow him to? In Matthew chapter 4, verse 1, we get a glimpse of it, Jesus being our example. It says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. It says that Jesus, once he had received the Holy Spirit, when it came and rested upon him like a dove, it says that he was then led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Jesus just like the Israelites was tempted, tested, and refined in the wilderness. For my friend, I assure you of this, that faith tested is grace proven. And grace proven is a vessel trusted to carry out the next mission. So with this, when Jesus received the Holy Spirit, was he sent into a wilderness to be tested. Yet once he had endured it... We read this in Luke chapter 4, verse 13, it says, And when the devil had ended all the temptations, he departed from Jesus for a season. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit unto Galilee. And there went out a fame of him through all the regions round about. You see, he was strengthened once he had overcome this temptation of the enemy. And God trusted him with the next mission and therefore equipped and empowered him for it in this wilderness. So that he came out of it in the fullness of the Spirit. And we remember that Jesus came to be our example that we are to follow after his leading. We see this play out over and over in scriptures. Once having endured the trials of the wilderness... David was purged of his fears, doubts, insecurities, temper, and unbelief. Therefore, was he trusted with the promise of kingship. Those few Israelites who endured the wilderness were trusted to enter into their promise of prosperity and expanded territory. Those of the end-time church who endure the wilderness of tribulation and persecution are granted their promise to rule and reign with Christ in New Jerusalem, having been purified and made white in the furnace of affliction. First Peter chapter 5, verse 10 says this, But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered for a while make you perfect established strengthened and settled in first peter chapter 1 verse 6 we read this wherein ye greatly rejoice though now for a season if need be you are in heaviness through manifold temptations that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Paul gave us this example in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, when he said, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. You see, John the Baptist said that Jesus was coming to give us the Holy Spirit. In order to equip us to endure temptations, trials, and tribulations because there was a winnowing fan in his hand coming. There were hardships and they would need the power of this Holy Spirit to endure it. But in the process of it, it would burn away the chaff. It would separate the wheat from the tares, the true from the false, the real from the fake, the truth from the error. The counterfeits from those who really love and or commit it to him. Like a bride is for her husband. Matthew chapter 24 verse 12 says, And because iniquity in those days shall abound, the love of many will wax cold. But he that endures to the end, those shall be saved. My friend, there is a fire coming. There is a dividing. Make sure that you are committed to your husband which is Jesus, because there is an antichrist spirit coming to steal you from him. Yet did Jesus leave us a power, a friend, an influence, a comforter, a strengthener, who, if we ask for it, will give us the endurance to keep believing, speaking, preaching, and waiting for him. Remember this, that Jesus said that the disciple is not greater than his master, If he endured affliction, then so will those who follow after him. Scripture actually says that Jesus learned obedience by the things which he suffered. Even he who knew no sin was not exempt from this furnace of affliction. In fact, we see that it was the power of the Holy Spirit, which he was given at his baptism, that equipped him to endure it. Though he was completely without sin by the law, he, as a man, still had to grow in wisdom, humility, faith, favor, and grace. We see this expressed in Luke chapter 5, verse 25, where it says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with man. And of course, in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8, it says that though Jesus were a son, of the kingdom, yet did he learn obedience through the things which he suffered. There is no quicker schoolmaster than discipline. There is no quicker way to exercise and grow your faith than with resistance. There is no greater dividing factor between the true and the counterfeit than for it to be unpleasant. To be obedient. Now this is not something that God desires. But as the day draws nearer. It becomes more dire. That we choose a side. And stop walking on the fence. So that it becomes necessary. For him to polarize. It becomes necessary for him to force us. To take a side. Choose ye this day whom you will serve. And if the fence is on fire. Nobody's walking on it anymore. You're either for him or against him. Choose ye this day whom you will serve. The Bible says that things will get so bad before the return of Christ that if it were not for God's intervention, no man would be able to survive it. But for this purpose was the Holy Spirit given, not to get you a position or some gifts or vain attention. It is to equip you to withstand the fire that will purge you from unrighteousness. Because the bridegroom is coming for a pure and spotless bride. And we want to be found among it. In Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 11. God says this very clearly when he says for the grace. Which is the power of the Holy Spirit manifested to us and through us. It says for the grace that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. In other words God has made it available to anyone whomsoever will believe in him. And the words that he has spoken. It hath appeared to all men, teaching them to deny all ungodliness and worldly lusts that we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. These things ought we as ministers to speak and to exhort and to rebuke with all authority and let no man despise you. For doing it for this, my friend is why he called you out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. We've got to understand this because I think we look past the true purpose of the Holy Spirit to just the gifts that it gives us, but the Holy Spirit was given to Jesus to empower him to pick up his cross, to crucify the flesh, the fears and the emotions, and to withstand the temptations of the wilderness. In other words, it was given more for his dying than for his living. And it is given to us for the same reason. To strengthen, to influence, to convict, to equip, and to empower us to endure tribulations in faith. Looking forward to our own resurrection by the power and witness of that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead when he followed its leading to choose humility, to be cleansed of sin, to enable and embolden us to stand in the fires of affliction against all false accusations, all the wiles, attacks, and temptations of the enemy, and be a witness of the overcoming power of the blood of Jesus by maintaining our demonstration of his teachings and our willingness to speak his testimony, caring more about the reward in the next life than the cost in this one. Because we have believed. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be his witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. The word translated to witness here in this passage in the original Greek was martus. It's where the word martyr comes from. And it means the ability to maintain your faith and profession of the testimony of Jesus and how it changed you, even while undergoing a violent death in opposition to it. That's what the word witness means, and Jesus said that that is why the Holy Spirit was given. Now do you understand what God meant in the book of Revelation when he said in chapter 2 verse 10, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now come salvation and strength and the kingdom of God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of the brethren is cast down, which accused them before God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony, and that they loved not their lives, even unto the death. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. But woe unto the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. This is why the Holy Spirit was given to equip those with it to endure trial and tribulation to the very end while maintaining their profession and witness of Jesus, to endure the fires and trials of the furnace of affliction with boldness and confidence like the three Hebrew boys did, to know that Jesus was the first fruits of the resurrection, that he is coming back again and us with him who believe and maintain that profession, even against the threat of a violent death. That is what it means to be a witness. And that is the reason that Jesus said the Holy Spirit was given. It's why he needed it and received it at his baptism. Yes, it is what empowers us. But it is also what lights the furnace of affliction and begins the process of preparing us for his coming, if we follow its leadings. Yet if we run from it, we will die in the wilderness. We will wither. We will falter. If we aren't willing to die, we will compromise. This is why Jesus said so plainly in Matthew chapter 16, verse 25, For whosoever shall seek to save his life, They will lose it, but whosoever is willing to lose his life, for my sake, he shall find it. Jesus warned us this way in Luke chapter 14, verse 31. He says, What king, going to make war against another king, sitteth not down first, and consult whether he be able with 10,000 to meet him that cometh against him with 20,000, or else, while the other is yet a great way off, he sendeth an ambassage, and desireth conditions of peace. So likewise, whosoever he be of you, that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. There can be no compromise. We've got to be willing to endure and maintain our profession unto the end. So, my friend, when the small trials and testings come, don't get offended. Don't fight back. Don't run from them or you will fail them and miss your opportunity to be strengthened by them. If you try to turn off the heat by fighting back or run from the fire every time the impurities start to surface, you will never be refined into a vessel fit for the master's use in the greater temptation that is coming upon all the world. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 20 says, But in a great house... There are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man, therefore, purge himself of these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and fit for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. God will trust you with so much more once that you have endured the small battles. The power will come for those who have humbled to the correction and chastening of the Lord, who have withstood the attacks, the temptations, and the offenses of Satan, those who have kept their faith in what God had to say through every shaking and kept on sharing, living, and demonstrating the teachings and testimony of Jesus and what believing in it has done for them through every furnace of affliction as it evermore purifies them. This is why the Holy Spirit was given. The hotter the fire, the more you will shine on the other side of it. Don't quit. Keep following him into the wildernesses. We saw this with the three Hebrew boys. We saw it in the life of Jesus, that even God is not exempt. He goes through the furnace with us. So remember this, that the refiner is always with us and is likely never closer to us than when we go into the fire. Isaiah chapter 48, verse 10 says, Behold, I have refined thee, but not with silver. I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. For mine own sake, even for mine own sake, will I do it. For how shall my name be polluted? and I will not give my glory to another. In Zechariah chapter 13 verse 9, God said, And I will bring a third part through the fire, and I will refine them as silver is refined, and will try them even as gold is tried. They shall call on my name, and I will hear them, and I will say, This is my people, and they shall say, The Lord is my God. Daniel prophesied of the time when the Antichrist would be in power, and he says, and such as do wickedly against the covenant. In other words, those who choose to sin against the commandments and teachings and the blood of Jesus. These are the ones that the Antichrist will corrupt by flatteries, by coming into agreement with their sin and wickedness and lust and ambitions. He says, but the people that do know their God, they shall be strong and do exploits, and they that understand among the people shall instruct many. Yet even among these, some shall fall by the sword, and by flame, and by captivity, and by spoil, for many days. Now when they shall fall, they shall be helped with a little help. And I think that this is a mighty outpouring of his Holy Spirit. But it says when this happens, that many shall cleave to them with flatteries. And some of them that had this understanding shall fall because of it. And it shall try the rest of them to purge them, and to make them white, even to the time of the end, because it is yet for an appointed time, you see, my friend, that tribulation comes as a furnace of affliction to purify the bride and make it right for the bridegroom's coming. Those who know their God, because he dwells within them by the power of his Holy Spirit, in this time they will be strong and do great exploits, but they have to follow its leading daily and not succumb to the flatteries of the enemy who come to seduce them and cause them to betray him. In Revelations chapter 19, verse 6, we read this, And I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude and as the voice of many waters and as the voice of mighty thunderings saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice, and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. And he saith unto me, Write, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. And we will close with this, Psalms chapter 66, verse 8. O bless our God, ye people, and make the voice of his praise to be heard, which holdeth our soul in life, and suffereth not our feet to be moved. For thou, O God, hast proved us, thou hast tested us. Thou hast tried us as silver is tried. Thou broughtest us into the net. Thou layest affliction upon our loins. Thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, but Thou hast brought us out into a wealthy place. Because God is a good Father, and He trains and teaches and equips his children to walk in the power and the justice of sonship. He's got a purpose for us on the other side of the resurrection, so I'm okay if he's got to purify me for it in a furnace of affliction. Jesus, finish what you started. I trust what you are doing. Give me your Holy Spirit, even if it's first task is to lead me into a wilderness. Thank you for listening to Heart of Worship Church Podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.